Pitcher, can you uh, pour me some more of that urine? <laughs> oh, sweet. Let's start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that you know Trail Show Bob. Tip. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Oh, yes. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walters Studios in Salida, Colorado's historic beer district. This is The Trail Show. And we are broadcasting live from our Chafee County telecasting marital bedroom complex. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over one million times. That's right. In 150 plus countries across the globe, including Cuba. Cuba. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher, blaring from Delo's Bluetooth speaker in his backyard, and at thetrailshow.com. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she was taping a special across the hall in our bedroom. In studio this month to talk about her odyssey and the CDT, we have La Mujer Increíble, Sensación del Mundo, La Loquilla Canijilla, Bethany Fidget Hughes. <laughs> Arriba, 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 tota. Thanks for joining the show today, Fidget. Yeah, thanks for being here. La loquilla canijilla. You like that? Yeah, I like it a lot. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for being here. And thanks for pouring that urine for me. And ladies and gentlemen, she was taping a special across the hall in the bathroom in studio this month hey, 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 to hey, Sexy hey, hey. Talk, guest with us. It's Salida local and former volunteer for the Conservation Corps and the Colorado 14ers Initiative, Bobby Sassafras. Hey, 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 hey. I wasn't a volunteer, actually. I got paid. But... Oh, <laughs> she never got mind. got paid, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, Bobby. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here two nights in a row. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free food, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming back. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping the special across the hall in the crawl space. In studio this month, to guest with us is Colorado Trail Hiker, Trail Show VIP, and future Colorado resident, fingers crossed, Buddy the Bush Pilot Sessoms. It's good to have you back in studio, buddy. This is your second second appearance. It's good to be here. That's right, as it is also Fidget's second appearance. Excellent. Sweet. Well, Disco, what are we serving up tonight? Why don't you set the table for us? You want me to set the we're table? Doing, we're, we're doing a little this role reversal bizarre tonight. World? Since well, we're in the bedroom. We've got Trail News <laughs> with Bobby tonight, apparently. Ooh. Ooh. Did, Bobby, did you know about this? <laughs> Not until now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got Trail of the Munch, which is going to be a CDT redux with someone that's hiking the CDT right now. One fidget. But we're going to ask her about her hike across the planet first, you know. That's right. And then we'll get into the CDT. For a media review, we've got it. We're, we're going to go in a different direction tonight. We're going to talk about an app. You'll just have Ooh. to wait and see. Trips, of course. Conservation interview. We are not doing this month. No. 
for no good reason except we just we're just going to be excessive we're going to be excessive we've got a trail tip from fidget which he has prepared for weeks totally i've been thinking about it non-stop Um, stop thinking about the tip yeah (laughs) itunes review as always because we always do it mailbag we got ask a hiker with who's doing ask a hiker tonight all of us all of us very good that's kind of what we're getting into sweet well let's get into it and we got to start with mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month dilo take it away well dilo Dilo, the nose breather is not here but who's uh, nose breathing I, I'm, I'm relying on Buddy. He, see, he seems as furry as D'Lo. So <laughs> I, I don't like think that's possible. <laughs> I don't think anyone is as furry as D'Lo. True. Yeah. Well, Out of Order is kind of furry, too. Yeah, that's what I hear. So and There's lots of hair under this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, wow. we'll, we'll take your word for it, Buddy. We're, yeah. we'll, we'll let hair you sweaters make me hot. <laughs> okay, so uh, beer tonight is compliments of Gary Lawrence. Gary. Who wanted to actually send us rum, but... Oh, he, that'd be problematic yes, for us. But um, for a lot of reasons, it didn't work out. So he made a financial di- donation specifically earmarked for beer. So we have... Uh, tonight we have beer from Cigar City. Cigar City Brewing out of Tampa, That's Florida. Right. Represent. That's we, right. Aren't you drinking one, Cheers. Yeah, we all are. Okay. We've got a mix pack. Mix pack. We've got a... I see the... Guayabera, Berra, what is that? Guayabera. Guayabera, and we got the Florida Cracker. And the White the Cracker. <laughs> and we've got the High Lie. And we had the Space Pope IPA. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Buddy Sessoms also brought some beer. Yeah, he brought the... Uh, Imperial something. Pumpkin from Tommy Knockers. Pumpkin yes. Imperial. Which pumpkin is Imperial. 9% ABV. Oh, on top of the other 9% drinks he's had tonight. That's it's deadly, buddy. Crazy. But it's full of spice. I'm going to get the tassels out. I think the tassels are going to make an appearance tonight. Oh, hey now. Uh, <laughs> hey now. Anyway, so we will uh, we'll continue checking in with the beers, but we already know they're awesome. Cigar City. I can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. It's like the winds. You can't go wrong. It's no. Florida. Unless I mean, you eat hall- hallucinogenic berries and put your underwear over your face. Unless you roofie yourself. Yep. Or if you go up the wrong exit crack when you're trying to get out of the Alpine Lakes Basin. Yes, that's also a problem. I hate it when it comes out the wrong crack. I know. Like, or when it goes up the wrong <laughs> crack. <laughs> the wrong crack. Whoa. Hey. Oops. Oh, see, that was a, uh, that was a failed rim <laughs> shot. Damn. Oh. I'll have to... I hate those failed rim shots. That, I'll put that in in post. It'll be perfect. Okay. Okay, go. All right. Well, should we uh, start out with trail news? Sure. I think we actually only have one item. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news with Special 41. Here it is. Okay. So Special is actually not here tonight to do trail <laughs> news. Um, and we have an abbreviated trail news that... Sassafras, are you going to do it? Is that what we're... Yeah, is that what, okay, okay. I think I can do this. Okay. Um, seems to be something that happens often, uh, but recently, a Colorado Springs woman picked up an injured bobcat and put it in her car on Thursday morning. Oh. Uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife officials say the woman placed the mortally wounded wildcat in the backseat of her car where her child was seated. Oh Sounds boy! Like a great Are you idea. sure this wasn't a Florida story? Because <laughs> th- no offense, buddy, but that's where these stories usually come from. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. offense taken, I live there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that out of order? Oh man! 
Uh, wildlife officials removed the bobcat from the woman's car. They say it was too injured to react to being picked up and placed in the car. Now CPW is issuing a stern warning saying no one should ever pick up injured animals. Oh, man. I mean, I don't I don't agree with that warning. I think if you're dumb enough to pick up a wild injured animal with claws and teeth, maybe Me. Darwinism. Hashtag Darwinism. Uh, Didn't that happen in Yellowstone recently? Yeah. Like a baby buffalo? A baby bison exactly. or something? Bison, yeah. yeah. It, it, something happened at the Grand Canyon, too. Somebody put some other wounded animal in the back of their SUV. I mean, they mean well. I think it's a tradition. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I think it's actually really ancestral. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, ancestral. Yeah. Uh, anyway. In Florida, they tend to just cook it. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. yeah. Could we amend so, that to say don't pick up an injured animal unless you plan to eat it? I wonder what Kill happened it first. Like, did they take it out of the car and do something with they it? They euthanized it. Did they? Yeah. That's what happened to the baby bison. I mean, I remember that that whole oh, story. No. Yeah. Because it, it was so injured. Well, no, it was. It looked cold, is what the people said. It, <laughs> yeah. It looked cold, so they put it. They lifted it up and put it in the back. And I mean, like a bison is big. Well, not a baby bison. A baby bison is big. Buddy Sesame saw some uh, baby mountain goats. Oh, yeah. <gasps> you did? Yeah. When? Uh, yesterday on, on Grey's the 14th. Stories. Yeah, on Grey's Stories. Yeah. He's got photos. Did yeah, you put them in your absolutely durable. airplane? And, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing we realized is that, um, I hate to put it this way, but uh, all the women love standing looking at the baby goats. Like human mm. women or yeah. goat women? No, human women. They were, all, <laughs> they were all crowded around the goats. But none of the men like, looked at the goats? How oh, I did. How, okay. Men how, who stare at goats? How close were they to the goats? Um, They were pretty close. They were within about maybe, 50 feet. Maybe it's just that there were only women on the mountain. Maybe that's why there were so many women looking at the no, baby goats. No. no. They love adorable goats. Yeah. Mm. Seems like people always get too close to the goats because the goats just, they don't, they just oh. stand there. Well, right. It was really cold at uh, cool is they love the ice they love to like hmm. the women or the goats the goats <laughs> they love to lay the ice, ice. It, oh it, I think it, it was kind of hot else. out it was kind of hot out yeah uh yes i like to do that too i yeah well is that it for trail news i think that's it shortest ever shortest segment ever wow yep okay we're moving right along tonight this is going to be this could be a record a trail show record in the opposite direction the fastest known fastest, recording the fkr, FKR. yes mm, i don't know okay what do you want to talk about next uh i don't know what should what should we uh... let's do trips okay let's do trips trips bobby you got some exciting news oh yes yeah sure um <laughs> You just you just uh, did something monumental, right? Yes, yeah, she got that I just, STD test and it came back negative. <laughs> Congratulations! Wow. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the same day that uh, I ran my first ever half marathon, the Autumn Colors, starting from the top of Cottonwood Pass. Uh, so yeah, the Aspen are starting to change. Yes. Um, and who's it? You guys were saying yesterday, Independence Pass next week. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. But yeah, um, 13 miles, first ever long race, more than a mile. Trail race? Um, yeah, trail yeah. race, for sure. Cool. There's The last two miles was pavement, which is pretty brutal. It's, and I think I pulled yeah. something in my left arch. Maybe a stress fracture? I don't know. Nah. But... No. <laughs> it's a trophy. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I feel pretty good, actually. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Maybe um, the uh, 
uh, race through time marathon. The next. local marathon here oh. in Salida. Yeah. Yeah. And they do, there's different links, mm-hmm. right? Is there well, a they half? They do the half okay. and then the full. And then yeah. the full. Yeah. Okay. Right up behind us mountain. Congrats. That's yes. awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Congrats. Yep. Buddy, you just went up your first 14ers ever, right? Yeah, I did. Last summer, I passed them all because they were all in the afternoon. Okay. And uh, so um, two days after leaving Florida, damn, did uh, Grays and Tories. Wow. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Wow. (laughs) But uh, I was able to do it. So it was a lot of fun. The view was outstanding. Like I said, you could see Leadville. And and you went uh, on a Tuesday after Labor Day, which is a smart strategy. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Because a Saturday before Labor Day. Especially Grace and Tories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were yeah. already a bunch of people, cars at the trailhead. Yeah. Uh, I saw a Jeep flipped on its side on the road leading up last year. Oh, no. <laughs> when there were like hundreds laugh. of people so up there I've one day. I a four by four and going up that road is it's, not the easiest thing. It's not real. the easiest, but I've seen people with two wheel drives go up that car or up that road. Mm. And somebody flipped their Jeep. There was a Tesla Yikes. up there. What? Wow. All right, POD, what about you? Where have you been? I've been around. Uh, Let's see. Last weekend, I went up a 14er. I went up Humboldt. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, the windiest it's ever been, I think, in my life on any hike ever. It was really crazy. Any hike ever? Come on. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yeah, it was was, a bold statement. It was true. Wow. And uh, it was Humboldt's a really easy peak to hike. And... um, Really super easy, but really beautiful. The views back there are insane. And there are two lakes, and I got in the lower lake on my way down. Peeled off all my wind and warm clothes and got in for... I didn't stay in a full two minutes, but... And it was pretty shallow, so I had to like really lay to be in the water. So, But I did it. I persevered. Nice. It was great. Cool. What about you, Fidget? I got lost in a parking lot the other week. <laughs> uh Came down Rollins, yes. Okay, yeah, it was in Rollins. Yeah, I was trying to remember There's the town name, but I was parking trying to, lots in Rollins. There's like, like you, yes. Yeah, I was trying to find a grocery store to resupply in, and then I accidentally instead found a pizza place, which distracted me. And then I was looking at lumber for some reason, and then I ended up at a gas station. Did you go to uh, Davidson's, like Rollins. Davidson's Guns and Groceries to resupply? No, because the guns were already being toted by shirtless people around my hotel. Uh, okay. So I didn't need to go. Like, that's the cool thing about Rollins is the guns will come to you. Right. <laughs> they sure will. Is that their town motto, Fidget? <laughs> the guns will come to you. <laughs> so um, I did nothing this past month, and I worked a lot. I went to the south twice and did not hike at all because it was 98 degrees with 92% humidity. Reasonable. And I, however, I will talk about someone I met while I was in Montgomery, Alabama on one of those 98 degree days. I spotted a guy walking a road shoulder and he had the, he had the look, you know, it wasn't the grifter look, the drifter look. It was the long distance hiker look. He had the right size pack and, and I was like, it, it's September, it's 98 degrees, what is this guy doing? And I was, I was on my way back to my dad's house, I was running an errand, so I, I like whipped a Yui, and, and I actually drove past him and eyeballed him, and, and I was like, yeah. And so I pulled into a parking lot, and I waited for him. <laughs> and and I, literally, I had my window rolled down, and the sidewalk went right by my window, 
And like as soon as he got beside the car, I was like, hey, man. Hey. Hey, man. And he, <laughs> and he looked he looked frightened. But it was so cool. So I was like, I was like, you walking to Florida? And he looked at me and he was like, you're going to Florida. Really? Florida? Can I get to ride? This is my really bad French uh, accent. And I was Wait, like, was it Moon Kid? It was not Moon no. Kid. But turns out this guy was walking from New York to the Gulf of Mexico. So I was correct in that he was a long distance hiker, but he was hiking his own road route Whoa. because when you come from France Sounds to beautiful. the East Coast in the summer, you walk the hot. I think they Sounds love terrible. hot weather. I don't, I don't think know. a road walk so anyway, sounds good at all. I, get, no. I, had, I had a sparkling water in the car, and I, I gave him one in five bucks and told him to go buy a cold drink in the next mile because it was that hot. And he was very thankful, and we talked for like about two minutes, and he asked me if I'd go get a beer with him, and I was like, nah, man, I got to go. You, you got miles to make up. You know, have fun. And that was it. He's probably in at the Gulf by now. That's the creepiest trail magic yeah. I've ever heard of being <laughs> yeah. delivered. And you know when when I when I was like, hey man, hey, he was he was kind of singing something to himself, like he was in his own world, and he had the biggest smile on his face. And I was like, if Aww. I was what if I was hiking That's in awesome. Alabama right now, as hot as it is, I would be miserable. And this dude was loving it. He was. I was just like, that is, you're awesome. <laughs> Here's five dollars. I gotta go. When I have the energy, I make a conscious effort when I'm on roads to like let it be known that I'm happy doing this. Yeah. And like singing and I mean road walks are for dance routines. Oh. That's a great idea. Like hands down. I do that when I'm running sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm Ro- road walks are for salsa podcasts. music. You know? Mm. Yeah. You know, and then you get to a point in the music you have to stop and like shimmy. Oh, definitely. Shimmy. Yeah. Shimmy. Yeah. Shimmy now. All right, well, we're going to go to break. Before we go to break, though. You have a... Oh, let's go to the hotline. Go to the hotline. What's up, Trail Show? It's Death March. Just driving down 85 again. Uh, heading out to the Pisgah National Forest. It's going to be an awesome weekend. We do some hiking on the Art Lobe. And uh, just thought I'd mention it. You know, here we are driving along the highway and look over this rest area. And I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, I swear to gosh, it was... Uh, it was uh, Sasquatch was over there, mm. you know, just hanging out vaping. And uh, <laughs> he was with this woman, I, I, you know, larger woman, blonde hair, and uh, must have been Alice largely. And Alice, they were hanging out. Looked like they were having a good time. Oh, so, you know, whatever happened with the uh, with the bathtub incident, this I guess they really got old. past that. Um, but I just thought, you know, it's worth noting that he's obviously moved over here to the East Coast. Um, that's it. Stop, wanted to give a, an update here on the Sasquatch situation in the southeast. Thanks. Alice largely has been spotted, ladies and, and gentlemen. And she made it out of her tub. Thank yeah. God. Thank oh gosh. But Bigfoot followed her, apparently. So. Well, okay. he's got a thing for her largely. But is Shakira still rampaging Canada? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Is she? What, what's Shakira doing? Shakira, remember last last segment, she pulled a, a tourist out of their tent by their head. Uh, oh, that segment. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're, we're going to do something else. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 
This is Skittles, and I never listen to the Trail Show. What's up, Trail Show? It's it's Death March again, just driving around 45 here in Charlotte. Um, I just wanted to personally thank Disco for the uh, Loblolly Pine recommendation. Um, ordered those up from Amazon just a little while ago. Uh, they arrived via drone. It was, it's fantastic. I've already got those planted. Excellent. Plenty of shade. Everything's working out great. Um you know, we. I also had a uh, San Angelo bar delivered as well via drone, so that, and it worked out great. We just powerful drone. hired some locals, installed them, and um, also took specials advice and, and got a uh, uh, you know a, an eight foot by four foot uh, replica of the family eating dinner and, and put that up on the glass <laughs> that on the glass door there, so they they think that it, we're there all the time. So <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Oh, man, this is someone who obviously <laughs> listens to our advice. And That's right. Death March, we, you know, you're making good choices in life. Yep. Death March, I've got have some advice for you. You need to start drinking tequila before you make your calls. Mm, Too serious, them. huh? No. It just make them, it would enhance. Come on. He does it. Enhances. Those, those are gold. They're gold. Yeah. But they could be platinum. Okay. Do you think the drones could... I just figured that out. Good one. Do you think the drone could, <laughs> could lower the trees straight into pre-dug holes? What do you yeah, think? What sure. do you How think? precise are drones? What do you think, Buddy Sesums? Very precise. <laughs> they could dig the hole and they, drop. They could. Yep. Cool. Excellent. So if I, I could summon a drone to dig my cat holes for me oh. in the morning. I have a like business plan where drones would deliver your resupply. Oh. Oh. But then you wouldn't have a reason to go into town. Come on, long That'd distance hikers. Long distance hikers don't want to be on the trail the no, whole time. I let's be like the idea of that. let's be reals. No, you would because you're a psychopath. But like most people, <laughs> most people actually enjoy going into town and having a meal and a beverage. So my second half of the CT, I went almost straight through, and I loved it. That was Buddy Sesum's talking, by the way. Pod, come on. <laughs> Why? We got to get the name count up to twenty. That's right. Come on, he's going to shut the show down if you keep <laughs> if you keep it going at this rate. I do. There was when I was researching folks who've walked across Canada. There's a gentleman. I think it's the Bughead Neck guy who he had bush planes actually through some parts of Canada, dropping off his resupplies. Yeah. And one of them got a slightly incorrect location, but like slightly incorrect on an airplane is slightly different than for a person on foot and they dropped his resupply and i think it was the middle of a bog oh, somewhere awesome. up in canada and he's trying to he's out the middle of nowhere trying to get his food this is not good no but the, but there aren't any town options right that's why you mm-hmm. you hire bush planes to drop off your resupply mm-hmm. so yeah that's different but the drones that you know i mean at least beer deliveries that I, i'd welcome that like think of it like think of the yeah app. Like it actually brings it to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, trail of the month. Yeah, this let's month. do it. It's um, it's a little trail called the Continental Divide. You may have heard of it. Um, there's varying <laughs> opinions on how long it is. The official literature says it's 3,100 miles. Fidget, what do you think? Do you think it's actually that long? I think the special thing about the Continental Divide Trail is that by the time hikers are pursuing something like that. Most of them have been liberated. And you realize you make your own trail. M-Y-O-T. Hashtag. Make your own trail. <laughs> make your own trail. Very much so. Okay. It's a, so, My aunt. 
My yeah, yacht. My yacht. Um, my route, my yacht. Um, so yeah, I, but I think with all of the different options that there are, it's probably anywhere between like 2,700 and 3,300 mm. miles. Depends on how far you get lost and how many times you have right. to walk to the yeah. liquor store. And <laughs> Yeah. What do you think yours might be? What do, you, what do I think mine on the CDT? I'll probably end up around 28 or so. Probably 20, yeah, 28, 29. Neon is the one who counts everything. I'm actually really distressed right now. She would always keep um, records. Yeah. And, and, she, and she like knew the number of days we'd been out and how many miles we did every single wow, that's day. Impressive. Yeah, she has she has that brain that keeps things in order and I don't even know what month it is. Right. <laughs> so Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, can we ask questions? We Since should. We've talked about the C D T before and it I It was I a think, long time. I know, ago. but I think our listeners know what the C D T is. I Do think the C D T has changed a lot. That's what I want to talk okay. to you about. I want to talk okay. to you about you hiking whatever 10 years ago maybe i I don't know Mm -hmm. and what that was like Mm -hmm. and how you feel like things have changed and how it's changed the community and Mm. all that kind of stuff i'd love to talk about that yeah so yeah just like a real quick of my background is i was raised in a boy scouting family i was one of i got i was one of the in the first generation of women who got to actually carry a car uh, was a boy scout card carrying member because i had to be in order to work at philmont so my roots are in carry as heavy of a backpack as you possibly can. And wow. Yikes. Then I kept on, I just kept on backpacking and guiding. And then I made it out onto the Pacific Crest Trail in 2010. I did the Colorado Trail uh, while I was living here in Colorado and saving up to start this trip. So, um, and then I've hiked in the Middle East and, and Nepal is my experience. Well, and you're currently walking across the planet, Fidget. Oh, so, that. Um, there's yep. that thing, yep. too. Crossing crossing the Americas right now. So, yeah, yeah it's been interesting because I've had about a nine-year interlude between when I started being on the National Scenic Trails, which is mind-boggling to right. me that we totally. live in a country that has trails like that and preserves um, and that people can feel like they have a right to walk through as opposed to in South America where you're just friendly trespassing right pretty much as, as, as much as possible so Yikes. um but i've been really impressed with the continental divide trail i think a lot of people read the early books about it the 60s and 70s and there's that idea of like route finding but i i have not had to do any sort of intense route finding along this trail i feel like at this point the continental divide trail has come together and is as used as what the pacific crest trail was about 10 years ago route mm-hmm. no route finding wait till you get to mm-hmm. somebody will say that to you if you mention oh, that just you wait, till you, get just wait, wait till you get down to the river <laughs> you're never gonna make it once you get down to the river. yeah yeah very there's, much there's i don't know why hikers feel the need to do that but someone made a comment like that to salty who is also hiking the yeah, cdt they're like, southbound oh, just wait till you get to new mexico it's like it's like what? are you kidding me like they were implying that new mexico was more difficult hiking than montana and oh. colorado which is completely absurd but i just i don't know why people feel compelled to say that thing mm-hmm. because i got it 20 years ago when i hiked the at 
Mm-hmm. Various, like whatever the next mountain range was, I would get that. Mm-hmm. Wait till you get to. We actually got that once at, in uh, Goat Rocks in the PCT. <laughs> oh, we man. were we, say we made that guy regret. We ever rolled saying into camp that. late, and he. <laughs> we were some, all bitter anyway. He, yeah, he made some comments like that, and hearsay was like, "Oh, you're one of those never gonna make it guys, huh?" And he went silent after that. <laughs> he was in his tent, yeah, like say, like saying barking things at us. at us out. Like he, his tent was zipped up, and he was just like barking these negative things. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was and, like, "Just wait till you get up north." And I was like, "Well, I've done up north with my three-legged dog. What part are you talking about?" <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but back to you. Back Sorry. To, let's let's take it back to fidget. Let's go. Should I bring it back? Should I whack the tubes? Whack the tubes. Oh my gosh. Good. That's so much better. <laughs> okay. So, I, well, I want to hear a little bit more, though, too, about, like, what are your thoughts with the... Because I know you have some thoughts about what's going on on the CDT with people, and I've been, what have you seen? I've been super delighted, delighted. I've been very impressed at the number of folks that are out there. I've been amazed at the, the quantity of resources one of the things I remember on the Pacific Crest Trail is everybody was really intense about their like post holer oh, yeah. journal yeah. entries yeah. and like trying to provide information. And I've talked to some amazing hikers, like uh, hikers who can't eat certain foods or have dietary restrictions or are doing massive, well, to me, massive miles. What is it like 10 by 10, 20 by two and 30 by 500 six. by seven. <laughs> I was like, are we talking about planks of wood or what's going on yeah. here? But they have all of these like unique approaches, but yet I'm like, well, why aren't you telling anybody? Like, are you blogging this? And I'm like, Oh no, like the information's already out there. So it's, it's, hmm. it's interesting that we've hit such a saturation, a saturation point. And yeah. I also think that saturation point might have something to do with some of what you guys are talking about in terms of people having their own opinions of like, Oh, well just wait till you get here. Mm-hmm. Like, because everybody wants to know something that other people don't know. Hmm. Um, but what I'm have really enjoyed, um, I very much respect people who can have one ideal and hold to so like the red, like folks for whom redlining is, is what they want to do. That's awesome. But they're these, they're these just legitimate, like mountain men that I have met who are kind of doing the CDT, but they're just always out on their own routes. Hmm. Like they're, they're like up on the, on the Fifner somewhere. They're like coming back with all of these like pictures. And so that's kind of, I think the next place, like through hiking and sticking to the trails, it's the, there's a process to it and there's, there's definitely a growth process. But now in order to find that wilderness that originally the continental divide trail gave hmm. to anyone who tried the trail. Now we're just using the trail kind of as like, more like guidelines and right. then wandering right. off, mm-hmm. truly wandering off into the wilderness. And I just love that humans are adapting and still finding ways to keep that adventure and that unknown. Cause I think that's what we, a lot of us yeah, are out there totally. for. Have you seen any other CDT hikers that carry paper maps or are you the only one now? <laughs> <laughs> I took your breath away. What, what just happened? No, I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Like, does anyone carry paper maps in 2019? I know Mooncat doesn't. I would say that it's a minority of people okay. who are still carrying paper maps. That is scary. It it truly is. Um, for my before I started the Her Odyssey adventure, one of the reasons I moved out to Colorado is that I could go into wilderness areas where I knew there were roads all the way around, mm-hmm. and I could intentionally get lost. 
right. just to be okay with getting lost and to gain the skills. And so for me, like huh. I'm carrying, like I've got my, I've like, Hashtag partnership, the, my purple rain skirts that has a bajillion <laughs> pockets on it. And I have one yeah. pocket that is my map and my compass. And I make sure to get it out at least twice a day and use it. Um, have I truly, do I need to use it twice a day? No, but like I'm talking to some of the folks. There's one gentleman named Al who's 82 and was out crewing his son on the trail this year. And he said on his hike in like the 60s he spent most of his time being lost and here yeah, now yeah. the way if people get lost they're like well there's old cdt markers down this way and then there's new cdt markers down that way and i wasn't sure which way to go and it's like well they're both probably going to get you there yeah right uh can we as a little sidebar can we tell a quick story about a friend of the trail show who recently on the cdt did not have paper maps and ran into a little situation it's in the great awful. divide basin pod well well yeah, sure. We can we can talk. About we don't that. have to name names. We don't have to embarrass. We don't anyone. have to name names. Hijo de Luna. It was um, me. <laughs> 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 okay. O niño de Luna, yeah. mejor dicho. Mm. Um, so yeah, there was a friend of the trail show that was hiking through the Great Divide Basin, which is, by the way, the driest stretch on the entire CDT. And this yeah. person happened to drop their phone into a water source. There's only like three. And, you know, bye-bye phone, and he didn't have any maps. So he had to hitch out, and then... He had to... So he had to stop the hike, hitch back to what, Rollins? I think so. That's grim. And (laughs) buy a new phone in Rollins? No, he was having a phone sent to him. So then he had a backup phone So now you got to get hotel nights while you're waiting. And then try to print some maps. Like, what is this... What is the price tag on all this by the time he's back on the trail? Hundreds of dollars? More than printing a set well, of maps. Well, the phone itself could be hundreds of yeah. dollars. So. Well, but, but the, that's not really it. That's, you could drop your phone in water at any point, and you'd have to replace yeah. it. That has nothing to do with the, with the situation. It's just the inconvenience of being in a situation where all of a sudden you have no way to navigate. navigate. Now, I will say that like when I was on the Sierra High Route, I also had a map pocket, but one time my map fell out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So same thing, right? Like my navigational tool is gone. But sounds I like also, mags. I also had a phone with some maps, and I also had a GPS. So I had other other means of yeah. of navigating. But I think if you only have one tool, I think that's a little one tool. When in this day and age, you can have more than one very easily without yeah. adding very much extra weight at all right it is one of my policies to always have my route on at least two different formats to be able to access like because we had when actually when i was coming down to berthoud pass uh one of the first like little snowstorms blew through and um my phone was at 40 percent battery and all of a sudden it went flat Hmm. um my gps tracker my inreach um was at it was saying it was at 15 percent, and within five minutes it had gone flat so like you can't always count on the technology to be there on top of that one of the most stressful things that i saw was someone using his phone to navigate and he hadn't even downloaded the overlays so he was literally just following a red line and so I'm trying no to have topo a, map there's no topo map. It was a gray screen with a red, with a line. red line. That is so reckless. That's just so crazy. I can't. That's absurd. <laughs> so you don't even know where you're walking. You're just like making sure you're on the red line on your phone. And I think the concern, <sighs> like the concern, like, can you pull off doing the content? 
Sorry. <laughs> that, that deserved a buzzer. That is perfect. Yeah. Can you pull off doing the Triple Crown or the National Scenic Trails now because of that? Yes. But yeah. that might, might that give you a sense of confidence to go into a different environment thinking like because you don't have... I'm sorry. If you're looking at your phone for everything, you do not have the navigation skills necessary yeah. to be out in the wilderness. I very much appreciate apps like Gaia that yeah. can show you at like maps.me, Earthmate apps. There's so many different kinds of apps, but these should be supplemental to a basic understanding of like I passed people maps and they didn't even know how to orient them. And yeah. these are triple crowners. Yeah. Definitely. The one thing I would say is like, P. Mags, God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Mags. He, uh, he drilled in the maps. And when I did the CT, I mean, Good. I used gut hook, but I definitely had a map with me. And I was the fashionista that refused to put a case on the phone. Yeah. Partway uh-huh. into it, it dropped and hit the rocks. Mm-hmm. And it was so broken, the screen didn't even work. Yeah. And, but I could pull out. My son is an Eagle Scout. Hey, cool. Ethan. Hey, now. Um, and, uh, Pulled out the map, had the compass, and it was no big deal. Yeah, nice. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I also want to hear switching to a different topic. I kind of want to talk to you about, you know, you spent several years walking across South America, mm-hmm. and um, and now you're back in, you know, with your people. Mm-hmm. And I just want to kind of want you to touch on that for you, because you are, even though you've lived in other countries, you're an American, and and just. Uh, talk about uh, i'm not asking you to compare like one's better than the other but there are some inherent differences with long distance hiking in the states versus hiking across a continent where you guys are the only ones doing that so yeah i just wanted you to kind of talk about like how that feels for you now and and um what are some things that you miss about south america and maybe some things you're looking forward to as you you know head back down into mexico and then central america I think one of the big things hikers take for granted is that we have post offices. Ah, uh, mm. yes. Those are those yeah. are amazing. And I really am enjoying doing the Continental Divide Trail southbound um, starting in Montana. And I was messaging Disco and I was just <laughs> so grateful at how provisioned these towns were that I could find, you know, heat alcohol, that there was a place to eat. And I literally sent him this message and put my phone down and was talking to some other hikers. And two other hikers walked up and they're like, coffee shop in town doesn't even have almond or soy milk like can you believe that was that book 30 that's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right but it's just such a so i feel like we, we just we there's such a support system there that when i was hearing messaging like the continental divide trail you're so remote there's no support system um you're not going to encounter trail magic like Whoa, it was so much. So I'm super grateful for all of those things. Um, One of the things that I miss about South America versus the through hiking culture is that um, is the invitation to move slowly and be present Mm -hmm. with the folks because down there, there's not an understanding of through hiking. You kind of have to put the time in to be just base level polite with folks. Mm -hmm. So I'm also the bonus to that is that all of the folks who are following along on our inReach are like, wow, you're really, you're really just ripping along right now. And I'm like, it's because I set your expectations real low doing like 15, (laughs) 20 mile days across South America. But, um, there was a lot of the storytelling there and, um, I miss that. Um, and I miss empanadas. 
you know mm. like if i'm given the option between like packing out like a foot long subway sandwich or a half dozen empanadas like oh gosh that's, well, that's easy that's yeah, easy. yeah. Right? empanadas yeah. for sure hands down yeah. so yeah you know, not as the post office. You're not the first person this summer that we've heard um, that said, you know, I feel like everybody on the CDT is moving fast and doing huge miles. Oh, I, I know it was. I'm not going to say. I don't know if he heard. Yeah, it's he fine. Eh. It's Inyaki. No. Oh. Was it? He said that maybe too. Two, maybe I've heard this from two people then. Yeah. But yeah. And he, was, he said, finally, I was just like stop trying to keep up with everybody and just Mm -hmm. i'm just hiking my own hike now i'm having a lot better time doing it but it seems like kind of the um the mo now is to go big or go home my buddy tailspin says crush it don't rush it i like that yeah i thought that was really cool but it's it is very hard because i think a lot of times by the time you've made it to this trail through hiking has become part of your identity yep. and it's very simple and measurable to attach your identity to a daily number. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that short sells so many of the most valuable lessons to be gained from putting yourself through something like this. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. You don't work that hard to learn nothing, you know? Yeah. Did you, um, so have you been doing mail drops on the CDT? Or are you basically just resupplying in towns? I've done a couple mail drops, but... What'd you do in Ledor, Idaho? In Ledor, I ended up actually going to Salmon. A buddy showed oh, up. Good, oh, nice. and good took choice. Us. That's Lador, a very difficult resupply. Ledor yes. has a distinct vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Does. Uh, that's a nice way of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of like an off-road vehicle would, vibe, yeah. Something like that. But I definitely think salmon was worth the trip. It was like salmon. sixty dollars yeah. awesome. for a hotel on the river with yeah. like grills, and that was another. There was the guy I was camping, or we were all there, and it was like sixty bucks for a hotel room. And we went down, and we were like grilling out, and it's things that I'd never known. I don't know. To me, it broke the through hiker rules to like mm. go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of brats and like eat steaks and corn on like mm. some local had given us some corn on the cob. Like he just drove by and was like, Rrr! and like threw a bunch of ears to us. Like raw? Yeah. P.O.D., tell her about Rune and Bella and Matt every town stop in New Zealand. Oh, what? yeah. Steaks? They made steaks every town stop. Like tent steaks? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they would go to the store every stop and buy steaks. steaks and potatoes and potatoes and bottles of wine yep perfect and they every, every town oh, stop i do miss that about south america long meals and wine red. always red mm-hmm. but i thought you know in a lot of the europeans wouldn't blink twice about doing that in every single town where mm-hmm. i feel like on us long distance hiking trails like we go to a restaurant like or or I don't know. Or P.O.D. sits in her hotel room and eats refried beans because she's a <laughs> psychopath, as I mentioned earlier. They're uh, good. But like no one. How many through hikers do you know that they will go into a CDT trail town and buy steak and potatoes or and cook it up themselves? It. Like mm-hmm. I, it doesn't happen. Well, part of that's I feel like part of that is because on an American style through hike, you are doing a lot of miles. 400 miles and a day. And when you get into town... You don't want to. There's no time. You don't want to cook. You, you want don't to like have the energy. You want to go get your pizza in the box and lay on the hostel couch and put the box on your belly and just feed your food and beverage hole. Belly. 
and hang out. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's the through hiker. I feel like that's the through hiker version of the United States kind of perspective of like how busy I am is ref- is indicative of how important I am. Mm. Yeah. How like how mm. bedraggled I am when I roll into town. Yeah. Right. Shows become, how badass I am. So I think it's just this through mm. hikes is an invitation. Like look at these unspoken silly rules that you've set for yourself. And when you find one, like I dare you to break it. Like So do the hikers that you encounter on the CDT think you're a freak? Like you're out of your mind for hiking the way you do? Like they, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like obviously you have a whole different take on long distance hiking and you do it differently. Mm-hmm. Do they know what to make of you? Like, <laughs> like, I think I make some of them uncomfortable. Yeah. I think I offend some people because they've worked really hard to build this identity. Yeah. Um, and to have someone like me roll in and be like, What's up, gang? I'm super lazy. Like, but I just keep going. Like, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not fast. Like, I'm not, like, particularly strong. I think the coolest thing about what I've done is that I'm probably one of the most average people on this planet. But, like, because I have this support system and because Gumption. I'm super hard-headed, like, because I've got the grit for it, like, I yeah. just keep going. So a lot of people ask me, like, oh, have you ever thought about quitting? And it's like, if I don't want to walk, then I don't walk. Yeah. But always within two days, I want to walk again. Like, right. That's what and if you that do. desire isn't there, then like, why I wouldn't be out here? You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Aren't we supposed to be talking about the CDT right now, people? Well, we did. No, we I, did. I'm just kidding. We've been talking about it. Yeah. In comparison to, yeah. you know, kind of years past, and yeah. as comparison, to I say things. make up your own trails and break your own rules. If we, if we want to play by the rules and if we want to follow like lines set by other people, there's a lot more comfortable ways to do that. Break. So, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I did the CT last summer and, um, I have the CDT maps, the Jonathan maps. Mm-hmm. I love Jay Lay. Uh, um, I'm so grateful for him. Taped up on the walls in my house, um, up to Colorado and then after the Colorado trail down South, because I figured why well, do it twice, but you're actually doing it twice, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like you're doing the CT portion mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. This was my coming home. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? Well, the question is like, what was going through your mind of why you would do the same portion again? Like why you weren't jumping from the beginning to the CT Mm -hmm. to the end of the CT? Yeah. Because it meets the integrity uh, that I've set for my journey is that I want to to connect it. Um, Also, walking through Colorado has sort of been kind of like a midway victory lap. You know, like a figure eight, the figure eight that is this journey, like Colorado is where I came to like train and prepare for her odyssey. It's where I came to find people who could nurture my soul for that. So like, why would you skip the best part? Because you got to do more miles because and you got to do them quicker. Gotta, yeah. Okay. Fidget. You got to get back to work. You got to get. <laughs> yeah. When did you say you hiked the Colorado trail? Like 2010? Uh, 2014. 2014. Yeah, yeah, okay. two, yeah. 2000, 2014, and I did get a super duper good reminder when I was coming over Mount Flora towards Bertha Pass, and I was with two guys from Alabama, and it was when we were caught in that little snowstorm, and that was one of the places where I learned backcountry skiing, yeah. where I would go up to like ski a lot, and we were in a whiteout, 
and we're walking along and I'm all cocky, like, because we'd met at the bottom of the hill where it wasn't quite snowing yet. And they're both like, we don't know this Colorado weather. Like, we're not certain about going up. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, mofos, up we go. <laughs> Let's go. And I like lead us up into this like whiteout and I'm walking along and I've got this, this attitude of being like, I'm close to home. Like, mm-hmm. I know this stuff. And I pointed and I was like, yeah, this is one of the lines where I would always like ski. And this is where I learned. And right at that moment, the like clouds parted for just a second. And like my dumb self is pointing straight off of a cliff <laughs> edge. I was 180 degrees wrong from where I Uh, thought I was. And it was a perfect reminder that truly like the most dangerous place to be in your head is thinking you know what's going on Mm -hmm. and physically is close to home. I was like, if I die within 50 miles of my home turf, like... (laughs) Not okay, Fidget. Not okay at all. So slow your roll, download your maps, carry two different sources, and keep going. I have a question for you. So what's next? Got the CDT, mm-hmm. and then kind of fill us in on what what the plan is for after that. So then I'll meet up with Neon, who's breaking the hey Neon, hey Neon, shut the show down. On the, oh, it's over. Uh, the Wild West route. We'll meet up at the U.S. Mexico border, and then we'll continue south back down. Hopefully, Nicaragua's lost some paperwork on us by the yeah. time we get back down there and yeah they probably <laughs> lost it the week after or Hoping. maybe even the day or two after you can, yeah i can't imagine there's a good filing system there no it was definitely elementary ruled notebook yeah. paper that he was like taking some of this stuff down on so <laughs> um we'll get back down to lake nicaragua hopefully around my birthday in february oh. and um that will connect our South America route and our wow. United States and Central America route. So, And then on February 1st, you start walking in Canada so that you can get the tail end of winter yeah. and enjoy that, right? I just, I really want to catch that. Okay. Yeah. Based yeah. on my experience of skiing Berthoud Pass, like at least <laughs> twice in my life. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm, uh, POD is going to, going to guide me on, on the Great Divide Trail. Are you oh. also planning to finish in Northern Canada as opposed to Alaska? It's going to depend on which route we're going. Actually, um, oh, yeah, you guys, the guy who got mauled by a bear on the Mackenzie River. Uh, we talked about that? Yes. Another thing I yes, apparently don't remember. Um, yeah, we're up in the air on as to whether we're going to uh, kind of go through the Yukon and connect up following probably the pipelines through Alaska and kind of yeah. tell that story or whether we're more likely to paddle the Mackenzie River. Um, but it's going to depend on how tired our leggies are at that point. Mm. So if you paddled the Mm McKenzie, I forgive me for not knowing my geography, where would, where would it spit you out? So that would still be like in Northern Canada, Okay, but up, up around the Arctic. So I think one of the things I've learned to sustain my spirit on a journey of this length is don't over don't box yourself in. Yeah. Because when I was starting, and particularly when the Associated Press was coming, like they wanted like a simple one-liner, like the first woman to walk across the Americas, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna do whatever's fun, gang." <laughs> and, and the, and they're like, "We can't go to press." Like, oh, that. sorry. Hang on. That's way it, too long. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've loved I've loved the Continental Divide Trail. Um, I think that many people are using it as a great uh, way to grow their skill set, and I think that. Um, Having having those skills down before going off of the trails is really important for folks. So just don't yeah don't forget that. Where can people follow your journey? 
I would love for people to follow our journey at Her Odyssey, um, whether you want to follow our website, her-odyssey.org, or uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. We're trying real hard to be wherever y'all are. So You're on all the things. We're on all the things, except Twitter. My aunt, my aunt runs our Twitter page. So does that mean she doesn't do it? I think she does a great job. I can't, oh. I can't access it. Twitter scares me. Oh, well, there's someone quite famous that's on Twitter, but I don't know. Is it you? He, no, he's made Twitter great again. I'll just leave oh, it at that. God. Oh God, here we go. No, I, what? I didn't. Make, I didn't say anybody's name. Come on, <laughs> come on. I, did, I didn't. I didn't say any pod. I didn't say anyone's name at all. Hello, pod. How are you? You. <laughs> now I gotta edit a bunch of stuff. How dare you? Okay. One one out of seven down. Right. That's right. Um, can we go to the trail show hotline? Yes, please. I think we should. Let's do it. I saw your Facebook post trail show special forty one. Listen to real phone calls. You can't fool me. That's not a real phone. Nope. Can't fool me. What was that? It's <laughs> a banana, not a phone. <laughs> what was what I, was that? I think that had to do with the picture that we posted a special with Taki. Oh. I think that's what that was okay. in to. <laughs> but it did just feel like we were all tripping. I I, I still feel that way. I actually. felt like I had eaten some hallucinogenic berries in the winds. <laughs> yeah. And I was like two seconds away from putting my panties over my crusty, face. Crusty, crusty panties. <laughs> hey, did, uh, did, did uh, what's his name call back in? Bear, bear sweats there? No. Did bear sweats call back in there? And I got bear sweats. <laughs> Damn. Bear sweats. I, we told you to call back in. You, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> okay. Any other hotline calls you want to play right now? No. Okay. I think I'll save a few. Okay. Very good. Well, let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, we've got uh, probably some more hotline calls. Maybe iTunes review. Maybe not. And we've got a trail tip from Fidget. So don't go anywhere. The trail show will be back. This is Liz Snorkel Thomas, and I never listen to the Trail Show. Call the Trail Show. Call the Trail Show. 
Patrick Slapshot Doyle calling from Richmond, Virginia. I won't say I ran out of food on my last AT section hike through Mahusik Notch, but about two miles from the end, I poured my leftover coffee sugar into a bottle of water. <laughs> Enjoy. Bye now. <laughs> what? <laughs> He poured his leftover coffee sugar into a bottle of water. I think he's saying that's all he had left. That's some good planning right there. Wow. That is slim (laughs) pickings. Mm -hmm. I guess it's better than just water. Yeah. Not much. It's like a hummingbird drinking sugar water. (laughs) (laughs) Let's check in on the beer. Okay. Let's check in on the beer. So uh, we are thankful to Gary Lawrence who provided us with funds to get the... uh, Cigar City. Thanks, Gary. Mixers tonight. Also, thanks, Gary. Also, thank you, Florida. I think I think he'd appreciate a thank you from God more than you know. Gross. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. You're a good guy. Feel free to send more. We always take more. Always send more, Gary. Send more, damn. I might. Okay. We're gonna have to edit God. I, I, I wasn't expecting me, that. What? Um, what the? Heck? I just <laughs> spit weird. beer back into my can. By the way, <laughs> that got weird. Great. Okay. And I just took the first sip, so now it's just contaminated. Okay. With pretzel chunks. Uh, we also have. Oh. There, there was a lot more of this great divide beer in the fridge. I don't know what happened to it. There's a lot that's not in the fridge. That's on oh, the side. And it's, okay. It's room temperature, so I don't recommend it. Well, good. We'll save that for another day. But well, thanks for the... that, too, Gary Lawrence. But we got my one of my faves from Great Divide. The Colette. Colette, which is the farmhouse. I love it. It's so good. It's good stuff. Anyway, so we have beer from Cigar City and from Great Divide. Yep. And there was Titan IPAs from Great Divide, which I was very sad to see that they're all warm. Well, you should have put some in the fridge. You could have put them in at dinner time. <laughs> Tepid beer. Tepid beer. It's just called problem solving. Yeah? Oh, the beer's warm. I guess it's just warm. There's nothing to do about it. <laughs> oh, that... I mean, we spent like two hours eating dinner. Could have been cold by now. <laughs> that's not beer. <laughs> that's pee. That's, that's boulder... <laughs> it's boulder beer. It's a boulder, ba- it's a boulder meetup group situation. Okay. It's boulder beer. Um, what else do we got to do? Well, we've got a number of things it's to do. It's kind of fun not keeping track. But I, I think we should go... Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, Fidget, <laughs> we've heard you've got... You've been preparing this trail tip for weeks. Forever and ever. The microphone is yours. What do you got? My trail tip. <laughs> yes. Just the tip. Just the tip, please. Is morning fires. <gasps> what? Oh. I know. What? This is one of the giant thru-hiker rules that Tailspin and Rafiki taught me to break. I woke up because I thought a bull moose was going through our camp. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> going on outside, and like I'm trying to wait it out, and it just kind of keeps happening, and then there's this crackling sound, and I'm like, what is going on? And I, you know, I figured out I, I can get my backpack about two-thirds packed before I get out of my sleeping bag, and then I just like jump up, throw everything in, and, and go, and and I'm going for that, and I pop out, and there's a crackling campfire. What? At like 6.30 in the morning. 
Mm. And that was one of the first, that's one of the big rules that I've broken for myself on the Continental Divide Trail is taking my rest time on the trail rather than total rest time in town and all like the trail had become too yeah. much about walking and I wasn't oh. just sitting around and camping and enjoying it. I like that. And so doing it in the morning, especially I was like, all right. Do you, nice. have you ever taken an on trail zero? I have. The on trail zero is one of the most beautiful things it is. that you can I've experience. Done I've done one. I've, I've tried to do one on every trail. I haven't been ex- successful always, mm-hmm. but I did it on the PCT the day everybody went up um, Mount Whitney, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, go up Mount Whitney. Yes. I hung out in Crabtree Meadows and I did nothing, and it was wonderful. Yeah, and I took a zero. Yeah, yeah, on trail zeros the or just like you said, morning campfire, like doing something you're not supposed to do as a through hiker. Exactly, it is. It is liberating. Yeah. I had a, a an on trail zero <laughs> with Gimpy once because of weather. We got trapped in the tent for about mm-hmm. thirty hours. I read through the four Ugh. data book pages that I have about <laughs> 700 times. <laughs> Memorized. Gibby loved it. You know, Neon carried yeah. Farkle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It turns out after, you know, roughly Wait a year and a half, two person Farkles. What is boring. Farkle? It's a what game. What is Farkle? This was not in so like You know what Farkle is? It's like a dice game. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got like six little die. Farkle? Yeah, or you can play, what is it, the, the little pigs? Oh, yeah, Pass the Pigs. Pass the Pigs. I would recommend Pass the Pigs or oh, Farkle. Oh, no, Pass the Pigs. I, I own a set. Like, I've, oh, I've been playing perfect. that. Then Farkle the... is basically like Pass the Pigs with numbers. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. the trail tip is... Break the rules. Break. Break Start with your morning fires. Yeah. Morning when, fires on trail zero. fire is not banned. Yes. yes. Please yes, of course. pay attention to local. Don't start a wildfire. But most especially if you're, if you're starting to feel burnt out. Um, start a fire. <laughs> I think Bobby needs a morning fire right now. She's looking a little. Uh, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. thank you for that trail tip fidget let's go back to the hotline peyote i know we had a few more calls this month we did i'm hoping maybe we'll hear from bear sweats maybe he called in since you know 10 minutes ago when i mentioned he didn't call in <laughs> hey trail show this is drop and roll calling from the oregon desert trail yeah nice. uh, i just left the town of paisley which is a very nice little town. Uh, I'm about 600 miles in. I got a room last night, which was nice because I was super tired. I've been pushing fairly big days, 30-plus, uh, trying to finish in time to get to the All to West Gathering here next weekend. And the, my room is really nice, which is which is saying something for the ODT. Like, the, the, the bar is real low. Um, <laughs> but it, it was very clean and comfortable. Except I got woke up and couldn't get back to sleep from the snoring coming next door. I wouldn't have booked that room if I knew all good was going to be in town. Oh. <laughs> anyway, now I'm back back on the trail, which back is a roadwalk right now. I think you know from your past guests that the ODT is something like 60% roadwalk. Um, thankfully, I knew I was going to do this trail probably about a year ago already. So I stopped listening to the trail show. Uh, so I would save up a bunch wow. of episodes because we all know. The trail show is best listened to on roadwalks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been just Absolutely. delighted to see the progress of the show 
as you just get longer and longer episodes yes. carrying me through all of this road walking. So congrats on that and keep it up. Yeah, I, I think you could go even longer. Four, five hours maybe? Um, no. That'd be great. No. Bobby's looking right, forward to that. Yeah, stay yeah. up all night. Drop and roll. She's going to be disappointed by the length of this <laughs> yes, show. Yes, but I'm I, afraid, I but. actually, I think the October show is going to be a long one. A five-hour show. I'm just guessing. We should just record all night. Based on who's going to be there. And, and just, yeah. You used to break them up. I know. Talk about a teaser. Mm. Yeah. I don't even know who's going to be there. Are well, you, is Disco? Is it <laughs> am disco? I going to be there? <laughs> is Disco invited? Maybe. Um, Depends on how he behaves the next week. All right. Let's uh, let's do iTunes Top 5. Nah. I don't really want to do it this month. Maybe next month. If Disco doesn't go for a hike again this month, is oh, he voted? I'm going for a hike. Off I'm going for show? a hike with uh, POD and Buddy Friday Buddy morning. Sussums? Editor's note, I did not go for a hike with Buddy and POD, unfortunately. But I am going on Wednesday. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I just want to distinguish between Buddy Backpacker, Buddy Sessions. No, sessions, buddy, sessions, buddy not Sessions. Um, so I, I will have a trip report <laughs> for the next show, I All promise. Right. All right. Not getting voted off yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's been Bobby's like, can month. I get voted off? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All we right. need your sultry voice, Bobby. Oh well, look, we're, we have mailbag, so this would be Ooh, a perfect. 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 There's actually no mail this month. What? What? Are you serious? No. No, there's ask a hiker questions. Well, mm, could she read? Could yes. she read one of the beer cans? Ooh, yeah. So, are we gonna do ask a hiker then? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that that has different music, you see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, it's time for ask a hiker with Sassafras. Sassafras, did we get any Ask a Hiker questions this month? Yeah, and I already had a little practice. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. What All right. Do you need the heating pad over there? <laughs> we can put it on your back, really warm your core. I farted on it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's true, she did. Rubbing it all over my body now. All over my body. Sign your face, you get conjunctivitis. <laughs> conjunctivitis. You got the virus, so. I haven't had that in years. You got the virus. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Okay. Take Question it Question number one. Uh, dear Trail Show, it's been a while since I've heard the soothing voice of D-Lo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh that rubbing is great. <laughs> Is that you oh, petting man. his hair sweater? <laughs> right. This is a long question, the Beauty. Logo. Mm. Beauty, you didn't edit. This is like three pages in a paragraph. What is this? I don't know. Okay. That's Please. fine. Drop and roll likes it. Please continue. Yeah. All right. Um, or D-Low, as P.O.D. Re- refers to the fine gentleman. I miss him. And real quick, does he really drink his own pee? Yes. Probably. Hmm. <laughs> Come on, she's trying to read, please. Come on, come on. That was was me. Oh, sorry. That was you doing your own sound effects. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, I do it all. Um, (laughs) For 20 bucks, I'll do anything. That's what I tell all my house cleaning clients, including Um, marathons. (laughs) Cool. Um,. Do they really drink their own pee in Boulder? If so, why? Are there health benefits? Legit questions about Boulderians. Maybe it has to do with prolonging longevity. 
Does anyone else on the crew drink urine? <clears throat> this isn't really my ask a hiker question, but but I would like to know. I do not drink urine. Nope. Not me. Fidget, do you drink urine? Consistently or ever? Ever. I don't know. Survival situations kind of call for it sometimes. It's true. Yeah. Buddy, preparing. When you're up in the plane, do you drink your own urine? Not no. Not <laughs> Hey, not a chance. We miss you too. That's right. Yeah. And not out. a chance also does not drink her own urine. No. I don't think you can say talked, that with confidence. I, I talked to her about it the okay. other day. All right. <laughs> You're right. I can't say that. I'll be, <laughs> be alone in this pee pee boat. <laughs> pee pee boat. Okay. Continue. Uh, maybe this is the Ask a Hiker question prelude. Prelude Ooh. to my real Ask a Hiker question. So without further ado, <laughs> allow me to get to my real Ask a Hiker question. Beauty, normally you're g- losing your mind by this point in an Ask a Hiker question. And I feel like because Delo's not reading it, you're not losing your mind. There's an interesting... so bu- Buddy, you see what I'm seeing here? Oh, yeah. She would be shutting Delo down right now. Completely. <laughs> Completely. Guys, we still have three paragraphs left in this please, question. Please. Okay. <laughs> And it has to do with bugs. No, I'm not asking how to avoid ticks or mosquitoes, although that too would be a good question, since you seem to ignore the good old boy's Mm. inquiry in the last show and belittle him for hiking in the mid-Atlantic in the summer. But my question about bugs is hopefully less controversial. Do you eat them? Bugs are chock full of protein and require far less water and food than cows or pigs or even chickens do. Ounce for ounce of protein. It's true. And they're less expensive to buy than meat. And of course, better for the environment. But are they free range? (laughs) Can I I pickle them in my own urine? (laughs) That's the real question. You know, I think I have... I think I have some bars that are made from crickets. No, no, no hold up. There's more. Beauty, really? there's right more. Right now. <laughs> I'm going to go rummage and Why? see. Okay, keep going. Uh, so do you eat bugs on the trail? Oh, wait. Yeah. No, that's yes. right. Okay, cool. And if so, what kind <laughs> 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 And if so, what kind of bugs do you eat? How do you resupply so that you have an adequate supply of dried ground crickets? Or do you catch and dehydrate your own crickets? Eating bugs for protein is not widely accepted in the USA, as it is in other countries. But if the real cost of producing meat were factored into the price, then a pound of dried crickets would cost substantially less than a pound of ground beef. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on obtaining your protein from insects. Cheers, Jacob Bugmania Williams. Sounds like some kind of hippie communist bull. I bet he's one of them Bernie Sanders voters. So I've had sriracha crickets, and they're pretty awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. How are now, they done? Was it the sauce Just or crispy? Crispy. Crispy. Yeah, they are crispy. Mm-hmm. What if they had not had sriracha on them? What if it was just not a chance? Okay. <laughs> okay. It goes Again, in the pea sriracha-less. So you gotta crickets. flavor your bugs. I'm gonna go look in a second. I'm pretty sure I have some cricket bars in the. Yeah, there, there's a. Um, they sell cricket bars, I think, at the running store in town. <gasps> we were there oh, today. We could have bought some. Darn it. Yeah. I feel like you get like legs protein. stuck between your teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else love that our privilege has come around so full circle that we're we're back to eating eating bugs? Bugs. <laughs> and it's cool. It's yeah. Like now now it's the cool very, thing. Like, like you know, it's you kind of like ancestral. 
because like my ancestors <laughs> like ate bugs. Are they so free just, range though? It's like natural for me to like eat it. I feel very connected when I do it. Hey, he did have an initial question about um, urine. Do we want to speak to that at all? I think we did. Oh, okay. Very good. Do you have more to say about that disco? Um, I so one of the questions was why do they drink their own urine in Boulder? Oh, right. And well, I mean, you could ask a lot of things about why they do the things the way they do in Boulder. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a black. I hole. would encourage um, bug I'm mania. Sure it's white. I would encourage bug You're mania right. to visit Boulder sometime. Yeah, and he can see for himself. Field study. Yeah, field study. Each like, cricket is individually named. Like what happens when their chakras are balanced before we <laughs> harvest them? When you go down to Boulder and you just want like a cricket burger and a cup of pee, like did, exactly. Did we have a hotline dollar. question? A hotline ask a hiker question. Twenty five dollar. We do. Isn't I think that? it's for fidget. Okay. Oh, no. Hey, uh, this is a trail name's Keanu Reeves. <gasps> um, I got a question. Oh, I heard fidget's going to be on. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so I'm just wondering what you would do if you're like stuck in an outhouse up at like Monarch Pass and you ran out of toilet paper. Um, what? Yeah, hopefully you get this and you get back to like real quick, like real quick. <laughs> Okay. I heard an echo. There's a. Wait, I got really. Distracted. Okay, so Keanu Reeves is currently on Monarch Pass Keanu. in a privy, and he's run out of toilet paper. Fidget, what do you do? Oh, I'm there. <laughs> You're gonna go help him? Yeah, dude. Oh man, in the Matrix, that was one of my the first films that I John saw. Wick. John Wick is also that you very saw good ever? ever when we came to the U.S. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, that would have been. Oh, I see. Um, around 1999, right? Yeah, I think we moved back to the States in like 98 or something like that. Yeah, it would have been late 99. And I was allowed to watch The Matrix because there was deep Christian undertones and ah, messaging. And so really? So it was permitted, yeah. So I never thought about it. Oh, yeah, hmm. dude. Some big time stuff going on there. Hmm. Um, yes, I made a... Of the 80 videos that I have made and spent hours laboring over for our YouTube channel... For personal reasons, I made a video about trying to chase down a ported or a privy one morning and made a one minute video of the saga of racing time to get there. Okay. Uh, and we've all uh, been in that situation. Yeah. And then I like got there just in time and was like, Yes, and there was no toilet paper oh. <laughs> at all. And I like came came, you know Oh, I saw that video. It was yeah. fantastic. But like the part that didn't make in the video is when I came waddling out in some like large truck, like I had I <laughs> it was insufficient cleanup. Was going for my backpack, and this truck pulls up, and a very large man's jetting for the bathroom, and so it's like one of those like compadre moments. And I was like, "No, brother, stop! There's no toilet paper." He turns around to his truck and he <laughs> grabs a paper towel. He's like, oh, "I'm good. Cut me off." Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. This reminds yeah. me of a trail tip. Actually. <gasps> okay. Should I should I cue the music? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah! <laughs> oh my wow. god. Wow, what just happened? It was the Whoa. privy. Whoa. That's the sign you make after you take a big gulp of room temperature urine. 
go uh i think uh your privy story reminds me of um yeah collecting nature wipe as you go along the trail so like mm. old man's beard especially if you're in the northwest yeah um or rabbit's ears and just like old man's beard can i count dilo's chin clippings in that is that <laughs> I don't know. That mm. might be a little rough. They no. got yeah, get stuck around the yep, corners. That's got mm. clown mouth Smooth stone. all over it. <laughs> Smooth stones. Is that witch's hair? Uh, well, the green moss. Um, it's like a. It might be green. Um, initially, but in the northwest, I think of like it's like a clump of like gray. Ideal. Um, like absorbent. Yeah, mm. kind of absorbent and like a little um, rough, mm-hmm. so that it collects all the. Snow on the the nice bit. Can I recommend Douglas fir cones? Oh yeah, they're the ones that look like they have yeah Yeah. with the grain. They look like they have a little mouse foot in them. That's how you can tell a Douglas fir cone. Mm. And they're not that long, but they are Mm soft-ish. They're not. They don't have like a spike like pine cones do. But yeah, go with the grain. Yeah, and you can. It it won't get the job completely done, but it's a good. It's a good Starter. thing to start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Can I Heavy tell, lifter. Can yeah. I tell a quick story about when I went hiking in the gunks in New York? The gunks. The gunks is a place. Brilliant. And they have six porta potties. There's a camping area. And I went from the Appalachian Trail. So I was, the, those of us that went, there were like five of us that took a break from the trail and went climbing. Hey, that's breaking the rules. It is. It was breaking the rules. You're not supposed to do that on a through hike. And we. Climb? Yeah. yeah, take a break from take your a break. Hike. Yeah. <laughs> and we we were on trail, so we all had all of our stuff with us. But there were other people that just drove up like for the day or the weekend or camp overnight. And the Porta Johns over the weekend slowly ran out of toilet paper. And it was interesting to see the progression of things oh, in no. the hole. Oh but no. At first it's like paper, magazine paper, newspaper, and then it was like a a sock. A sock. Yo, brown toe. Your buddy goes in. He's like, hey, hold up. I got to go to the bathroom. Comes out with one sock gone. With, with like one sleeve <laughs> yeah, gone? Yeah, then there was sleeve. There was a sleeve. And one, oh, there was? Yeah, a sleeve. Oh, that's a tough that's morning on the trail right there, man. Throwback to a very early trail show. Disco said you can never have enough toilet paper. And I have lived by that every it's day. It's true. It's true. And if you do not pack it out, you are pure evil. Yeah. Preach. Yes. Okay, we got a follow-up call. Please be Keanu. Hey, uh, this is uh, this is Keanu again. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm calling back with a trail tip this time. Oh. Um, Just yeah, if you, uh, if you ever get stuck in the outhouse, Monarch Pass with no toilet paper, um, you can just use your shirt. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, my God. But then you have to wash it. Okay, bye. Uh, wow, Keanu Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. So I could Monarch use Pass. Keanu Reeves' shirt to wipe. Yeah, like sure. fantasies I didn't know I had until just now. Cotton you is synthetic. You don't really have to wash it. Mm. You just cut off the bottom, make it into a short shirt. Uh, just cut uh, it all crop around. top. Yeah, crop top. Yeah. Crop top. Keanu in a crop top. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, those were some incredible trail tips from both Sassafras <laughs> and Keanu Reeves. And that was during Ooh. Ask a Hiker, and we need to continue with Ask a Hiker. <laughs> yeah, let's cue the music. Meta. So, uh, <clears throat> Fidget sent in a question. Oh. Wait a minute. 
But Fidget's in the room. I know. I'm going to remind her of what <laughs> her question How is that possible? Was. Because this is actually a question I've heard before from other thru-hikers. And it's about, hmm. is it possible to bring non-thru-hikers onto your thru-hike for a section and have it be enjoyable Ooh. for at least... One of you, Enjo- if okay. not both of you. Enjoyable for who would be my first yeah. question. The, per- the non-thru-hiker. The ideal okay. is the non-thru-hiker, yeah. yeah. Is it possible? Has anybody done it? So here's where I ask, because I tried. Mm. I brought I brought an army ranger out onto the trail. Uh-oh. And um, for for a five-day stretch, but his doggo wasn't wasn't doing so. So we were able to put it off on the dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The age old, but every single trail, I try bringing somebody out with me, and I think it's a good idea. Hmm. And then, did you blame your farts on the dog too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I projected my farts through the dog. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know any input. Anybody out? Like, um, I don't. I've, I think I've never done it. Really? No. Have you had anybody ask? Do you have friends? I, I do have a few. I've gone three, and hiked a section with another through hiker when he was hiking the CDT. Ryan Choi, I went and but, hiked with him. But you're right. You're not a non-hiker. I know, but That's... we did do lower mileage than what he had been doing. Well, mm-hmm. But okay. still, it was like 22 miles a day. That's you know? still. So hmm. I think it's really tough. I think you. It's. I think it has to do with expectations and, like one of the things that I've learned. And I think you spoke to this the other day too, is that what you think of as a low mileage day is a crazy mileage day (laughs) for most people because normal people spend hours in camp in the morning, right? then they hike for a couple hours, then they spend a couple hours to have lunch and hang out, and then they hike a couple of hours, and then they spend many hours in camp at night. And this is why... What do people, I do? Yeah, a lot of people carry like camp chairs and all kinds right. of weird stuff because they spend a lot of time in camp. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is difficult to to have someone join you for a section. And I think as a through hiker, you have to like be like, okay, whatever I think is a normal day for a non through hiker, I probably have to cut that in like half. Yeah, cut Dude, it. I'd say a third. third. Or, yeah. yeah, I would yeah. say almost down to a third. Yeah. Single digit miles. <laughs> eight, an eight mile day fidget is what we're talking about. If you need encouragement to break your own through hiking rules, <laughs> maybe just bring. Start bringing I, out non hikers. Yeah, I think you have to have the time in your schedule and be like, okay, I'm going to hike. Like this next section, like there's a possibility to hike 25 miles between two towns or something like, or two roads or something, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that in three days and (laughs) and what are we gonna do well i don't know we're gonna farkle we're gonna play farkle Farkle. you know we're gonna you know throw pine cones at each other morning fires gaze gaze at each other for 10 minutes every hour for 10 minutes before bed (laughs) take a nap like dila take a nap get real stoned read a book for two hours during your lunch break buddy with taking your kids out on trails so we did um, the Shenandoah mm-hmm. in Virginia, and um, the family of four, and Danielle, Ethan, and Annabelle Lee, and uh, it was outrageous. It was it was it was awesome. It was the best thing ever. What did you oh, do cool. to pass the time when you weren't walking? I think we walked until we slept. We just had short really? days. Really, yeah, really, that's just had imp- short days. Okay, 
Cool. So you That's slept impressive. a lot? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you slept from like 6 p.m. to it's 9 a.m.? Uh, it's like a 15-hour night. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> anybody that knows the Shenandoah section, you, yeah. can, you can go lodge to lodge. Yeah. So. Uh, nice. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I think it's possible, but I, I think it's like... The problem is people have a perception about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They think you're just like... They think you're on vacation. They think you're on vacation. They, they do. Think you're they don't know what that means. On a beautiful ridge line with a lovely alpine lake. And every, the weather's always good. At every moment of your hike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that's not reality. The first, mm-hmm. the first day of pure rain is just... <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for real. It's for real. Yeah. So I think it's tough. I, I mean, I definitely think you can do it, but um, I, I think it requires like completely changing what your expectations are. And I also, for me personally, I just, I would rather just go on a day hike with someone. Yep. Like mm-hmm. hike up to a lake that's four miles out in camp. If, if they're lake bagging. wanting to, yep. exactly. Yeah. Wanting Hashtag. to try it, you know, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of where I've settled on is I will meet up with people like on coming into town uh-huh. and share the town experience with yes. them. And then they can hike me out a couple yeah. of miles yep. to and a certain point. And then we picnic and then we have our goodbyes and they're like, oh, I touched yes. wilderness. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I am like, oh, I went somewhere today. Like, right. Mm. I think that's a great. That is and a plus good... if they have a vehicle, they can drive you around town. That so. is actually what ended up happening. <laughs> Ooh, and yeah. it was, yeah, we ended up having our own like trail magic wagon because after two days, like he and his dog hiked out, but then they met us at the next trailhead with trail magic and it. So I think, yeah, I think adjusting expectations is a good one. And I think the, what you're saying, like giving them like a carrot, like something to look forward to and like comforts at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like comforts, like check this out. We're not going to freeze to death. Here's a fire. <laughs> That's right. Check out, check this out. I've got Fritos for our cold <laughs> <Yes>! beans tonight. <laughs> We've got one more ask a hiker question, correct? I don't think so. Do we? No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The double wide sleeping bag. Oh, oh that's right. Oh. The tandem bicycle of the tr- through hiking world. Oh my world. gosh. Divorcicle. Divorcicle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Out of Order texted me and wanted to know if buying a double wide sleeping pad for his friends as a wedding gift is a good idea. No. <laughs> Here, I, I got one sound effect that, that sums up a double wide anything that is involved in hiking. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Or double wide anything. Yeah. It's yeah. no. You know, no, it's Disco horrible. and I have used to have sleeping bags that were mateable. <gasps> like, and you can yeah, zip them together. We could zip them because they yeah. were both Western mountaineering <laughs> bags. Right, right. And we did that a couple of times because it was so cold. You know, but just a couple of times. And it was great those couple of times because it really was cold. And was that, it like but, a mutually agreed upon? Or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was pure so. survival. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cold. And we, but there's some problems with it. You know, there's like a gap between your shoulders. And so we yeah. shoved a coat in between us. Yeah. And, oh. um, and then if one person turns and the other one doesn't. Like, how does this work? Do you spoon or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not really. No. I mean, that sounds like it's why it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. We're both really tall and we end up bumping knees a lot. And one t- Do you remember the night grinded. we shared one sleeping bag? That Whoa. was terrible. Horrible idea. Will mm. never happen again. That doesn't work for giants. No. Um, shared ones. It was a warm night, so we thought, ah, we yeah. don't need much. And wrong. wrong. Well, this is what Out of Order said. He's, he said... 
that he thought it would be really nice for when you're snuggling, which I think is really cute. And um, is all of two minutes a night. Exactly. That was my thought. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, then and you got to go to no. sleep. Right. And then you start to fall asleep and you're like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> one person has to pee. Yeah. Well, and he's talking about the sleeping yeah. pad, not the sleeping bag. But in the sleeping bag, if one of us got up, like, you know, you're going to wake up anyway, usually when your partner gets out of the tent. But in a sleeping bag, when you're sharing, yes. And even with a sleeping pad, I think if you move, then the sleeping pad moves. You know, it's like an air mattress. Bobby, take it away. Oh, um, I was just going to bring up backcountry farts. That's like a <laughs> legit thing. Are those worse than front country farts? <laughs> it depends on it what depends. you ate. Or the duck in the kitchen. I don't know. So one of the most common things for us to eat on trail crew is like TVP. Oh, and that is bad. Ter- Wait, Phil, it's worse. It's like I don't ever Textured want anyone ever to protein. witness me that, in my sleeping bag. Everyone has the same story with TVP. You're <laughs> oh, not it's alone. Awful. It is. It, Will it, someone say what that acronym is? Yeah. Textured vegetable protein. Yes. Yeah. That sounds farty. It's, it's so awful. bad. It kind of looks like I don't know, like grits or yeast or something. Like uh, what's what's the? It's yeah, like. Oh. They just add it to everything. They put it in chili and then yeah, yeah. But sometimes you can buy it like just yes. as it is. Yeah, you should get somebody just try it, it just it, for the experience. Yeah, because yeah. Ne- next time you're about to go into a commercial flight with you know 200 <laughs> people, eat a big bowl of TVP before you get on the plane. And <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I man. think I think even just the sleeping pad. I don't know. Maybe I'm just very like not romantic or something but i i feel like i beg to differ <laughs> like i don't even want to share a tent oh whoa yeah separate this is i'm i'm yes <laughs> yes i think one of the things that i've i've learned from interviewing a lot of partners in my years of walking is that having some of your own space and time is critical to those long-term success. So whether we're talking about like mm. hiking partnerships, mm-hmm. of which I've seen a lot of like, they're just amazing, like CDT bromances, like two dudes, like they've got each other's back and they're having all the same marital arguments that Neon <laughs> and I are having, that people who've been married for decades are having, like your TVP part. Like I'm really glad for the warming effect, but also like I have a very specific geographic layout of every item that I pack around my tent. Like there's no way. And your wife is your wife is not one of those things. Uh, (laughs) Well, my wife would sleep with my daughter, and my son and I would sleep in separate tents. Okay. It's like like I have exactly where everything is at Mm -hmm. night without a headlamp. There's no way. Yeah, like fold up things nice and like. Mm. I don't know, Pod. How do we? How do we do it? We've shared small tight. Small, two We've small We've never tents. had a double white sleeping pad, though, because I'm pretty <laughs> no. sure one of us would be dead if we did. Wait, um, do they actually make them? Yeah. Yes. Who's okay. they? That's a thing. Yeah. Oh, like, I think that's Big Agnes company. does. Okay. And that's different than like a Paco pad. Well, there's and, like, also those the, things. You, there's like straps where you can mate your pads. Mm-hmm. So you, you can have two single pads and then like hook them together somehow. I just feel like you need more space than that. I agree. When, you, when you're turning at night and you if you're sleeping fetal position and you need your knees to go off your pad a little bit or or whatever it's just i think you need more space but for us yeah there's definitely been times i think for both of us when we've been like be really nice if this other person were here right now like i'd love to have a little more space Yeah. yeah and truth be told i think like i've been cuddling with people like 
in a tent and like that that even narrow gap between the two sleeping pads is really awkward yeah <laughs> i want to say one of the quintessential differences then between south america and north america is we were in a hut in argentina and a crew of three people came in and between them they had two sleeping pads hmm. and i was like whoa somebody's screwed but no they turned them both sideways and they all had their upper and it, they all had their upper body on the two and then their legs Off. down and it's it's just that was this on purpose or, or did somebody's pad go flat so this was the uh, <laughs> this was like what they came up with like what this is a trail tip I, no no this, this is an ultralight so trail tip trail tips. <laughs> <laughs> this show just the tip it just turns <laughs> Just the tip special. I don't know. I think it was just like um, one of the, I think, again, the the quintessential difference. (laughs) It's one of the quintessential differences of of, um, Mm. thinking as a community versus thinking individually. In my American mind, I was like, (laughs) that little, because there's the two guys that had sleeping pads and the gal did not. And I was like, oh, man, she's in for a rough time. And nope. Hmm. Interesting. Turn it the other way. Yeah. I never would have thought about that. So what should we tell Adwar? I feel like the consensus is a bad idea. I don't know how much money you're willing to spend, but if you want to hook them up with a really cool gift, buy them a grill. I suggested buying them. That's my recommendation. A love seat camp chair. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a great idea. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Because we have one of those, and it was a wedding gift, and it's awesome. And it's so fun. It's not something we take on trail. No, but you could it fall is asleep awesome. in it. Yes. Yeah. And we take it whenever we go car camping, and actually, yep. it's our front porch furniture because we can't afford yeah. anything else that's so, right. uh whatever you've got a sky chair that's true i saw that in a pile that was a, <laughs> that was a wedding gift that was also a wedding gift <laughs> yeah i mean like if you do yeah. buy the double sleeping pad like it's a wedding gift so like they can choose like if they want to use it or not. yeah true yeah Buy a grill. But if they get divorced, <laughs> right. if they get divorced, it's your fault. Moving on. I'm Would just imagining yeah. that like rolled up on the top of a backpack because I remember, you know, if it's a double <laughs> wide, so like big. holy cow, it'd be like the the tandem uh, telly skis. Never mind. Oh, yeah. We're not going tandem there. Tandem telly skis. <laughs> All right, we've got to take one last break. When we come back, we've got a media review that's going to blow your mind. We've also got some donors to mention and a gear review that uh, Fidget is going to take the reins on. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Josh, I'll be back. Woo! Trail show. Less gear, more beer. Chickpea of Chickpea and Honeydew responding to Mr. Inferno's question. We have never seen Bigfoot and we never listen to the trail show. Thank you, Chickpea. Mr. Inferno. I forget Mr. Inferno, but it had something to do with Bigfoot. Yep. Was it the one in Kentucky in uh, Mammoth Caves National Park where the guy was shooting at Bigfoot inside the national park? Oh, that could be. <laughs> Yeah, that did happen, by the way. Oh, my word. 
you know, because <laughs> things happen. Okay, do we have some donors <laughs> this past month? POD. We do. We've got so many donors. I'll, I'll play some donor music. Everybody's donating a dollar a month. It's fantastic. A dollar. One dollar, make Bobby holler. No, that's <laughs> 20. 20, she said. I know. <laughs> Twenty dollar. Yeah. Okay, we got. I'll uh, do anything. I'll do anything. I swear. Yep. Even <laughs> deep cleaning. She told me herself. I'll do some nasty stuff for twenty bucks. <laughs> oh wow! Like toilet stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like urine drinking. Toilet stuff. <laughs> oh lord. Ooh, Man, we've had a fun couple of days. It's been like camp over here, <laughs> but with a red tent. Okay. Mm. Um, don't look under the blanket. Don't look on the couch. <laughs> Bernard Wolf. Burn. Russ, not Fusskinder. Craig, Peace Go Gully. Christmas. I mean, Chris Smith. Uh, <laughs> Manis. The Bobby Walters, who. Did she just hike the Tahoe? I think she track? just finished yeah. hiking the Tahoe. It's her first through hike. Very good, Bobby Yay. Walters. Dude, Bobby's a badass. She's a badass. Very good, Bobby Walters. I can't wait to hear about it. Full report. Wait, we can got... you say badass according to SCC? Yeah. Cool. Richard Glasgow, who sent us coffee last month. It was great. I drank all of it and didn't oh, share yeah. any with anyone. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Joshua Bow Down to Ja Bowden. Trevor Smoke it if you got it. The Bowman. Sean Weedman and Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. They're all hanging out together. They don't make very many miles, There's but a they theme have a there. good time. There's a theme there. Uh, David... Yeah, Did no matter he? what you do. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Justin Knowles. Quality. <laughs> Jason Lurch, not Church Dane. Bradford. Ingrid Gerard. <laughs> Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hey, Rudy, what's up? Hey. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Get out of here. Hey, Rudy just did an interview. He did an episode with Bobby Walters. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Oh, yes. It just yes. came out recently. I thought you were going to say it with Pat Dixon. Um, I think that's... Maybe in the works, but that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't it know. could be like a musical version where they just sing everything. <laughs> <laughs> where where Pat takes uh, Rudy through his entire catalog of yes, I like greatness. It. That'd be great. Yeah, Stephen the Hustler Russell, Emma the Brute Bruce, Brute Renee Shira Patrick. Hey Shira, Wesley the Haggis Addict. I need my haggis. I need my haggis. <laughs> Isn't that what special? Yes. Is? Okay. Ugh. Kevin Chick, Pete Cross, and Sasha Honeydew Codet, who we just heard from. Thanks for the call. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Draft Tebow. Tommy, <laughs> the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Hey, Tommy. Ooh. Meat P. <laughs> meat P. <laughs> meat P. <laughs> just call me Meat P for oh sure. <laughs> I don't want to drink that. Of the peas, I would Extra drink. Flavor. Meat pea is now <laughs> cricket pea, maybe. Meat pea. Meat pea. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> Joseph Pecoraro. Hey. <laughs> That's how you say it, by the way. It's, it's hyphenated. Pecoraro. Um, <laughs> Brandon Lost Balls. Love lady. Daniel Fundip Sharps, Shira the Switch, Blady, and Brian the Big Mac Namera, Patty Cake Matascala. Matascala. I think she's just finishing the AT. I wonder if she's done. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. Why is that so 
No, that was not me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Sassafras. Yeah. That was impressive. <laughs> I didn't know you had that in you. Oh, man. You haven't heard it all yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Keep them coming. Phil Gilbert. Kill Bill Cottrell. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Orion Bakken Borgian. See. Oh, that was good. Hannah Dykstra. Hannah. Steven. Hannah. <laughs> S- Steven swept away, but last TTS, y'all called me Robin, so I'm going with that from now on. Hood. <laughs> Longest trail awesome. name ever. I like it. Anthony Peach Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, you know, it could be Avocado Pits. I like that. Mango Pits. Stinky Pits. <laughs> I would rub all those things in my pits. Right? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. I've okay. heard there's avocado oils now that people use. Oh, yeah, for cooking? Or on for their your body. <laughs> on their bodies. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you get $20 for, but. All over my body. <laughs> uh, and we've got Bob, Death March Trombley. Death March. The God Molecule. Yep. We have uh. our secret donor who we don't talk about. Yep. He who shall not be named. Shall not be named. Mm. And we have our one offs. Victor Flamingo Hanson Smith. Flamingo. Bending nice. knees. We met him on the Sierra High Route a couple of years ago. Yep. He takes great photos. Yes, he does. Mm. He taught Follow me how, him on Instagram. He taught me how to use my camera, which I still can't use that well. <laughs> Thanks, Flamingo. It's yeah. true. He's great. And Gary Lawrence hey. who provided us with the beers. Cheers. That's right. Florida thanks you, Gary. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. This is... Never mind. <laughs> is that Go all, our, all oh, our donors? I don't know. I think so. Okay. If I... If I <laughs> what? Where did that... Who did that? That Ooh. sounded like a crocodile. Ooh. It came from deep within. It sounded South American. It sounded like there was probably some bile tied along. Was that you? Neon calls it a hot snack. You! It didn't even like. There was no giveaway. Oh no! It's <laughs> impressive. If I it's forgot like a your name on the donors yeah, it's, list, it's like a ventriloquist. Just let me know. <laughs> All right, we've got two segments left, and then we're coming in for the close. Okay. Our media review tonight is an app. I don't think we've ever reviewed an app in the history of the trail really? show. What media. about the uh, the uh, Cotex? Did they oh. review that? That wasn't a media review. Someone mentioned that that app. Cotex. Cotex. Are we talking Super about absorbent? Tampons? Yeah, okay. No, Cotrex. it's a Colorado hiking Cotrex app or, or Colorado something. trail app. Know. is called Cotrex, which I think they could have done a little <laughs> right? better with their branding. <laughs> no women on that team, I'll tell you that right now. There was an engineer involved. <laughs> yeah. So last month, someone forwarded me this article. It's called What Three Words, The App That Can Save Your Life. Oh, and I had <laughs> never heard of this app. Has anyone in the room? Do you, does anyone know about this app? I yeah. do, but because no. of you. Because okay, so I'm going to bring everyone up to speed in in the know. So, what three words is an app that divides the world into 57 trillion squares that are 10 feet by 10 feet in size, and wow. each square has a unique three word address. Here's how this all came about, and this was from BBC. Uh, I think it's a little more popular in the UK than it is in the US at the moment. And it's also so popular in some countries that they're using what three words as their postal address system. The entire country of Mongolia is now using what three words 
as a way to like tell people <laughs> how to get somewhere. Please bring a bag okay, of rice. So here's the deal. Um, the article I read said police have urged everyone to download a smartphone app that they say has already saved multiple lives. What is it? How does it work? Kicked converged soccer. These three randomly chosen words saved Jess Tinsley and her friends after they got lost in a forest on a dark, wet night. They had planned a five-mile circular stroll through the 5,000-acre woodland Hamsterly Forest in County Durham on a Sunday evening. Sounds so proper. But after three hours, they were hopelessly lost. We were in a field and had no idea where we were. It, it was absolutely horrendous. I should do this with a British accent. No. Anyway. I was joking about it and trying to laugh because I knew if I didn't laugh, I would cry. They were able to get a cell phone signal and dialed 999, which I guess is their version of 911. Mm -hmm. One of the first things the call handler told us to do was to download the What Three Words app. She said I'd never heard of it. Within a minute of its download, the police said they knew where the group was. And the soaked and freezing walkers were swiftly found by the search and rescue mountain team. Um... So here's how it works. The app, as I mentioned, divides the world into 57 trillion squares, each measuring 3 meters by 3 meters or 10 feet by 10 feet, and each square having a unique randomly assigned three-word address. For example... Floss my butt. Yeah. (laughs) For example, the door at 10 Downing Street is slurs this shark. That's pretty close. While the area across the road where the press congregate is stage pushy nuns. It was born out of a company founder's postal related postal address related problems growing up. <laughs> he said our postcode did not point to our house. They get mail delivered to the wrong place, blah blah blah. Longitude and latitude's difficult for a lot of people. They don't know how to like they don't know how to they don't you know, there's four different ways or there's probably more than four to read GPS coordinates and anyway, it can be difficult. So apparently all it took was 40,000 unique words, different three-word right. combinations right. of those 40,000 unique words. All in English, words. no doubt. You can do it in any language you want. Really? Yep. It's. A, I guess this was started in 2013. It says, Mongolia has adopted what three words for its postal service, while Lonely Planet's guide for that country gives three-word addresses for its points of interest. It's crazy. So I looked it I, up. Like ju- just our house, because it's bigger than ten feet by ten feet. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it has multiple three-word addresses depending on not. if you're at the front door or the back door. I just looked up D- uh, Delos. It's drink my urine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, poor Delo. So anyway, download what three words? It's free. And who knows, it may save your life someday. I'm so beyond skeptical. Hmm. Check it out. I was too. I was like, did you make all of that up? No, it's for real. You just held your phone and it was off. I downloaded the app (laughs) and and like I pretended to read. I looked at certain lakes in the Sangres and, you know, there's squares. It just lays a grid down on a map. And when you press a square, it tells you the three-word combination for that Whoa. square. So you could literally call Search and Rescue and be like, I'm at Slurs Pushy Nuns. And they could type that it in. It sounds like it's almost going to be bad words. I, yeah. And they would, but, but I, it's so specific. I mean, a 10-foot by 10-foot square, that's as, really as good as it gets. I mean, as a Search and Rescue team, if you know where that's someone true. is to a 10-foot by 10-foot square, that's this room is 
what three of those? Yeah. What's your know. what's Two what's of those? the marital chambers named? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And I, could I call? Can I, I rename it? Can I oh, choose? The name? I feel like or be like. Could I have a drone deliver a new tree to like fart knockers patty? You could. <laughs> There'd be one more word though. It'd be fart knockers patty. Oh, that's one word. None. Dude, no, I you gotta do three words. That is three words. What? Two fart words. Knockers. Oh, yeah, I fart, knocker fart knockers was, was all one word. No, come on. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Um, we've got one more segment left. Pod, and it is of course. Oh, yeah. Our 10 steak review. But first, let's rock out. All right. What are we talking about tonight? Who's got a 10 steak they want to speak on or an alternate use for a 10 steak? Fidget. (laughs) (laughs) She was trying to look away. I saw that. I was like, if nobody, if I can't see them, they can't see me. (laughs) I saw that. I mean, I think it's one of the oldest um, alternate uses for 10 steaks, but to take three of them to use them to hold up your pot um, yes. above an alcohol stove. Pot stand. The, pot stand. the original alternate use for a 10 steak mm-hmm. on a long trail. Right there. I forgot oh. about that. That goes way back. Bobby. Bobby. Um, Fidget mentioned earlier uh, using it as a skewer in a fire. Mm. Yeah. And I do have to mention that a real LNT fire is not actually that large. Right. So it would work. So mm. you could and you ah, could use your tent yeah. stake to be like, don't let the fire be bigger than Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Ooh, double double uses. Two uses. Two uses. <laughs> we should have split that over two shows. We well, oh, next, no. next show Come we on, can guys. we can skip it. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Yeah, we, Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I heard the October show is going to be real long, so I mean, oh yeah, yeah. so you can cut that segment. That's the rumor. All right, folks, <laughs> this is the part of the show where we end the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. We Yay. know it was painful. Yeah. Big thanks goes to Fidget for guesting tonight and talking to us about her Odyssey and the CDT. Also, thank you to Buddy Sesums and Sassafras for drinking. Big thanks for tonight's beer goes to Gary Lawrence for donating specifically for tonight's copious alcohol selection from Cigar City Brewing in Florida. Florida. And Great Divide Brewing in Denver. Gary. Great Divide. Oh, God. Don't you God me. Yeah, get away. Thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. All hail. Get yourself a Trail Show bottle opener and some stickers for a $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com Do it. A new show has come and gone as has September of 2019 on to October. Bigger things the beer festival and more hiking. That's a show. Do it. <laughs> Ow, paper cut. Death March Bob. The, the God, God Molecule. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Drink your urine. Bear sweats. Hey, Call in next month. Death March Bob could be a just what three words. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Where where does Death March Bob go? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god. Is that a show? That's a show. Ciao. That's a wrap. Let's get out of this bedroom. Alright. It's getting hot in here. Let's go drink some beer. Let's okay. remove some clothes. Amen. <laughs> Hot here, so hot here. The first woman to walk across the Americas. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to do whatever's fun, gang.
<laughs> You're never going to make it once you get down to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a hummingbird drinking sugar water. Dear Trail Show, it's been a while since I've heard the soothing voice of D'Lo. They love adorable goats. Because we all know the trail show is best listened to on roadwalks. Resistance is futile. The trail show. I can't seem to find my shoes and my glasses. <laughs> Let me look and see. All of the back episodes are available on thetrailshow.com. However, if you are listening to our show on a podcast media player, you only get the last 50. Because we have to do some sort of special technological jujitsu to have them all up there. And it costs money, and we're not willing to do it.